Welcome to C3 Church Cabra. You're about to hear a message from Andrew Flaxman. Get ready to be inspired, live your best life. Isn't it great to be in the house, be in God's house? Grab your Bibles if you can, if you have your Bibles, wave them, wave them in the air uh, like you care. Uh, Doug has his Bible, we had a meeting at our house on Thursday night and uh, I had the opportunity to be able to speak to the worship team and I uh, said, so let's grab our Bibles and Doug pulled out his Bible and uh, all the other worship team didn't pull out their Bible <laughs> but uh, anyway, and uh, so Doug won that round again. Um, I just want to, if we can, turn him up. That's right, turn him up. It's an extra point. I tell you, in our house these days, we have, uh, Ra, you're going to love this. We have um, four kids, and, uh, you know, it can be, oh, my Lord, at times. And uh, so, so now, on our fridge, we have, like, a star system. Oh, praise the Lord for a star system. And, uh, you, know, uh, you know, one star, brush your teeth, one star, you know, uh, you know, make your bed one star, uh, whatever it is. Um, yesterday morning, Joey unpacked the dishwasher to get a star. She goes, hey, Dad, can I unpack the dishwasher to get a star? And I went, yeah, I guess you can. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, Dad, where does this go? I was like, oh, wow, that's a... Uh... Anyway, star system. I don't know, but like a whole thing of stars. and It's amazing. Um, you know, I was nervous. I heard my lawnmower start. And uh, I thought, oh, no, <laughs> what's that for? What's happening? And because uh, I don't even have a lawnmower. <laughs> That's the scariest part. Oh, no. <laughs> and uh, Charlie's down there doing these ones. Where'd you get that? You know, anyway, grab your Bibles. Come with me. Uh, grab your Bibles. Uh, if you have a Bible, love. Who loves reading their Bible? Love reading the Bible. And uh, I like to uh, uh, read it. As much as I can, uh, it's just such a, it's, it's just amazing to take time. Um, we have such a busy day, you know, we can drive through, drive through McDonald's trying to get a coffee, and if they make us wait at the, at the, at the thing to give us a coffee, I'm tapping my wheel, I'm tooting my, you know, you know and uh, we're always in a rush, who's always in a, you know, but it's so powerful to be able to stop and uh, turn, it, turn everything off, turn your phone off. You know, shut the door, whatever you need to do, and uh, get the Bible out and uh, sit down and just let it, let it speak into your soul. Who's ever done that? And just let the Bible speak to you. And uh, so powerful. I, I love the Bible. I uh, like to read it. Uh, if you're with me, come to the uh, Gospel of Mark. I've been reading through Mark, and uh, it's such a powerful book. I r- really like it. Uh, next week, I'm actually going to study the book of Ephesians. Who's ever read the book of Ephesians? Love that guy. Uh, so, going to read that. Uh, <clears throat> but if you come with me to uh, uh, Book of Mark, chapter 1, uh, verse 32, we're going to read from there to verse 34. I like to read out of the New King James. What version do you read out of? Any? Anyone else? New NIV. What's that one, Doug? NIV 84. What's that one? Okay. Turn him up. He's a great guy. And 
I don't know. So uh, I, I sort of got this message about, um, I was praying and uh, I, I love to, uh, every time I get the opportunity to share or to, to speak, I love to try and get a message. Um, you know, I, I love to hear, Pastor Phil and Jude, one of their greatest strengths is to, is to, to hear what God is saying right now. Uh, you know, any preacher can get up and do a word on Ezekiel's wheels or, you know, the badges I've learned from Pastor Phil and Jill over the years is that uh, they, they have the now word, uh, what God is saying right now. And so many times I've had a thousand different messages that are amazing. Oh, this thing, this thing is amazing. This is going to be, you know, and uh, the day before I'd be like, oh, no, we might, uh, you know, and I love that God want, speaks to people. God wants to speak to people. So uh, here we go. Let's, let's read from verse 32. Is that up on the, uh, on the old, there we go. Uh, it says at, uh, verse two, at, at, at evening, when the sun had set, they brought to him all who were sick and those who were demon. This is talking about Jesus. Uh, at, at, those who were demon possessed. Verse 33. The whole city was gathered together at the door. Verse 34. Then he healed many who were sick with various diseases and cast out many demons. He did not allow the demons to speak because they knew him. Here's a, here's a scene in uh, in in in. Chapter one of Mark, where Jesus is, uh, the whole town had gathered. You know that um, every time I see Jesus in the Bible doing something, it's like the whole town just gathers toward him. And <clears throat> I was praying about it, and who knows that God just loves people. God's heart is for people. Jesus hung out with, you know, the, the Pharisees were so they got so, um, you know mad that they would see Jesus sitting and eating and reclining with sinners. Um, you know, they'd be saying, well, shouldn't he be up here in the temple talking about, you know, all these kind of things? But God's heart is for people. God's heart is for, you know, the Bible says in Luke that Jesus didn't come for the righteous, but for sinners. And for many times, the church especially sees, they, I love that, it says, even the sun had set and they brought to him. I can just imagine, you know, that's sort of the church's role. That is that they brought to him all who were sick and those who were demon-possessed. He didn't, you know, it says in verse 32, they, they brought to him. Imagine, you know, that's our, that's our call as a church. It's not to come here and, you know, think, oh, it's all about me and I, sh- I sit in that seat and this is what, this is my, you know. Our call as a church is to be bringing people into the house of God. They said all those who, who were sick and demon-possessed, you know, uh, it, imagine, imagine that line. There's like, you know, you're in line. Jesus is down there, and the guy in front of you is demon possessed, and the guy in front of him's demon possessed, and that guy's got a, you know, bandage around the head, and that guy's got the, you know, that's the, that's like, you know, Jesus. Imagine that line, but the whole city was gathered at the door, and uh, and 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 Jesus healed all who were sick. It says in, um, I love that. It says in uh, in John. Chapter 6, verse 38, Jesus says, For I have not come down from heaven uh, to do my own will, but the will of him who sent me. And it shows me that when God heals people and when God uh, rebukes storms in people's lives, that that's God's will. That's God's will on the earth for us. The Bible said, Jesus said, I'm not doing my own will, but I'm doing the will of him who sent me. So when Jesus, you know, blesses somebody, when he rebukes a demon out of somebody, when when, when he calms a storm in somebody's life, that's, he's doing what God w- wanted to do on the earth. Isn't that a, isn't that a great thing? I love that. Let's, uh, what we might do 
if you have your Bibles, we're going to flick through a couple of verses uh, on a bit of a journey. Who loves a bit of a journey? Come with me to Acts chapter 2. Who's ever read that? If you have your Bibles, Acts chapter 2. Um, it says here, verse 1, if it's up on the screen. When the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were all uh, with one accord in one place. It's like our church. We're all here with one accord in one place. Verse 2, and suddenly there came, the sound, came a sound from heaven. I love that, a sound from heaven. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven. Do you know that uh, I believe that God loves people, loves, loves people. Every time I go to pray, I, I, just, see, I just see people. I just see more and more people. And I, th- I, I, just, I just can't, I can't see enough seats in this church for what God wants to do in this house. I just can't, I just see people all coming from far and wide into the house of God. And it says here there came a sound. So many times in the church, the church has a sound, but unfortunately it's not a sound of heaven. So, so many times the, the believers or members or whatever of a church, they go, hey, we've got to, we're, we're, you know, my sound's complaining. Hey, my sound's ripping somebody down. I'm a Christian, praise the Lord, yeah, but my sound is, you know, I, I'm finding fault. Now, it says in, in Mark chapter 7 that the Pharisees always found fault. Wherever Jesus went, the Pharisees found fault. And, you know, the disciples were eating bread or whatever, and the Pharisees get on their high horse. Imagine a high horse. And uh, what does that mean? I don't know. But, uh, you know, and, and, and they're finding fault with, you know, whatever, whatever. Jesus went to heal someone, and they went to find fault. And here it says there came a sound from heaven. Our lives are beyond that. They're greater than that. Our lives should have, you know, we should shake someone's hand and automatically go, whoa, what's going on? Why, you know, because my language is I'm not ripping that guy down. I'm not, I'm not saying that can't be done. It says here, it says because, let's move on, verse uh, 6. It says, so when this sound occurred, the multitude came together and they were confused because everyone heard them speak in his own language. Verse 6, because everyone heard them speak in his own language. For many, many years, I believe that the church has spoken one language and the world has spoken another language. We, we speak this language, it's like Christianese. And we go out into the world and go, oh, you know, guitars are evil and we need to wear suits and we need this and you're a sinner. You know, but uh, it says here that everyone heard them in his own language. Let's drop down to verse 11. Verse 11 says, Cretans... And Arabs, we hear them speaking in our own tongues. Verse 11, the wonderful works of God. He likes that verse. Is that a good one? Come with me to the book of Titus. Who's ever read the book of Titus? It's in the T's. 1 Thessalonians, 2 Thessalonians, 1 Timothy, 2 Timothy, Titus. Timothy. Churches had their own language, right? We try and get the world to speak our language. Here it is here in uh, Titus 1.12. Bit of Bible this morning. This is Paul speaking, the Apostle Paul. And he says, Cretans are always liars, evil beasts, and lazy gluttons. Whoa, we didn't... Thanks, thanks, Pastor Paul. He didn't miss me there, did he? You're like, <laughs> Cretans, here I am, uh, liars, evil. Who's ever called anyone an evil, you evil beast? Ne- 
lazy gluttons. And then here in Acts 2, verse 11 says, Cretans and Arabs, we heard them speaking in our own tongues the wonderful works of God. These Cretans were, who, you know, maybe not living the greatest life. Paul doesn't give them a huge rap. Yet when they hear God speaking to them in their own language, it says here in verse 11, the wonderful works of God. We heard them speaking the wonderful works of God. I'm telling you, when the church goes out and speaks the language of, the, this is what Jesus, when, when Jesus was, um, when Jesus went to, uh, when they came to crucify the Lord, um, they had to, to, to say which one he was by giving him a kiss on the cheek because they couldn't tell the difference between who, who, which one of the disciples he was. They couldn't tell if it was this guy or that guy or that guy. Jesus came into the world to speak the common language of the world. So when we go out, you know, we're at a Saturday seeing our kids at soccer and there's a dad next to us. Oh, it's just really hard, you know. Well, instead of saying, well, you know, quoting a thousand different scriptures at them, how about we speak the common language and say, hey, you're, you're awesome. Hey, God's got a great plan for your life. Hey, I've got a place where you can bring your family, you can bring your kids, and guess what? They're going to love it. They're going to go down to the kids' ministry. They're gonna, we're building a kids' wing. They're gonna, they're gonna, your wife will be a part of the, you know, the women's uh, ministry. They're, they're gonna, you know, the husbands can come in and hang out with great guys. You know, that uh, we're called to go out and speak the common language. We're, go, we're called to go out and speak into the world the, the language of the world. We're not called to go out and, you know, protect ourselves. Let me put up my, my you know. No, we're called. Jesus went out and uh, hung out with sinners. And then, and then what happened in Mark chapter, two, chapter 1, they, the whole town brought people to the Lord. It's the every ring and bring. Hey, I've just been praying about you. And I want, just wonder if you could come along. And I'm going to pick you up, bring you to church. Uh, Sunday night, you're going to love it. I'm going to bring you along. Uh, is that okay? Let's go to... Uh, Let's go to uh, last, last uh, uh, what do you call them, verse that we want to reach out, preach, speak out of this morning is uh, come back to the book of Mark and uh, we're going to go to uh, Matthew 28 because it's the last page. It's on, it's on the same page in my Bible, Matthew 28. Let's come to Matthew 28. And uh, it says here that... Um, I, 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 I love that, um, it says here that, uh, I love that verse, let's go to Mark 32 again, that the whole city was gathered together at the door. Every time, before we get to Matthew 20, let's go to Mark 1.33 again, it's just the whole city. I tell you, every time I, I, I go to prayer, every time I pray for this church, uh, it's like God is, uh, is calling me, is, is challenging me to, uh, to believe God for a whole city. Uh, I can't help, I can't help but when I go to pray, God comes on me and says, I get annoyed when I think of anything less than a whole city. I can imagine, uh, I can imagine getting to heaven and standing before the Lord and him saying, hey, how'd you go? And we go, oh, we're pretty good, Lord. We've got 1,000 people, we've got 5,000 people. Uh, and, you know, uh, I, I try to get the whole city, but, uh, but I, you know, you can't get everyone. I can imagine God saying, well, who says? Who <laughs> Says who? I, I can imagine that God's heart isn't for us to have 99 and not the one. I can't imagine that God wants us to go, well, look how far we've come. We've got 11 acres. We've got a building. We've got a great community of people. I, I, every time I pray that God breaks my heart 
because I can see just people that are being ripped off in life that God has called them to be in this house. And I just can't help but just think, God, call more people. God, let this, I, I can't believe, I, I see those chairs, I, you know, an empty chair has never come down the front to re- receive the Lord in their life and in their family. Every time I pray, it's like God challenges me to, to see more, to believe more, to, to bring more. And uh, the whole city, I'm telling you, and I see it and I believe it, and we're going to pray for it later on. I see the whole city. I see the whole, you know, so, wow, that's such a, no, but, you know, we, okay, let's go here. Come with me, Matthew 28. Let's get there before we get there. Let's get there before we get there. Jesus says in Matthew 28, verse 18, it says, All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. I love that. All authority has been given to, to me, Matthew 28, verse 18, if you're there, in heaven and on earth. It says in Ephesians 1 that uh, Christ has been raised from the dead and is seated at the right hand of the Father. And it says here, far above any principality, power, might, and demon. Who's ever read that, Acts? Uh, Ephesians 1.20. Do we have that? It's only it's next. Ephesians 1.20. It says that Jesus has been raised from the dead, now sits in the heavenly places next to the right hand of God, uh, far above any power, principality, might, and demon. It says here in Acts, uh, sorry, in Ephesians 2, verse 5, it says that Paul goes to great lengths in Ephesians 2, 5, and 6 to, to point out that we uh, are seated in heavenly places with Christ. Uh, the Bible says here in Matthew 28, verse 18, that all authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. It says here in Ephesians that Jesus Christ has been raised from the dead now sits at the right hand of the Father. Ephesians 2, 5 says, uh, we are made, Paul goes to great efforts to say that we are made to sit together with Christ in heavenly places. That tells me, people, that when Jesus says all authority has been given to me in heaven and earth, in Christ, that means that I, you, we have all authority has been given to Jesus. All that authority has been given to us. So when we, when we, when we pray, I believe that we're not praying from a place of, oh God, would you? Oh God, could you? Oh God, you know, I've really been great this week. No, we are seated in heavenly places with Christ. There's an authority that comes over. When you go to when you go to pray for a whole city, guess what? I'm not praying out of, oh God, I didn't do it this week and I tripped up and I, I watched home and away. That's such a sinful show. God, you're not gonna, you know, you're not gonna bless what I say this week. But who knows that we are seated in heavenly places in Christ. So when we pray. I'm praying, when we pray, the Bible says that all authority has been given to meet Jesus in heaven and earth. And it says that we're far above all principality, all power, all might, dominion. Jesus sits at the right hand of the Father. And the Bible says in Ephesians 2, verse 5, and pray for a city who knows that God, it's like Jesus, is, who knows that when we go to prayer, God, God, God loves to speak to people. So, so when we pray for a city, I'm believing that we're in a place of authority, speaking to the city to come to us. We're, we're speaking to the city that uh, God's heart is for a city. Who can believe that? Who can see that? And what I see over the next little while that we have, I'm just, I, I go to pray and I can't help but see it that uh, I just see we haven't got enough seats in this auditorium. We don't have enough. We don't have enough. We're going to have to push them back and go wider because I can see people bringing, and I can see people coming out. And uh, that's it. This is it. All authority has been given to me on heaven and earth. Verse 19, go therefore 
and make disciples of all the nations. Who knows that uh, little bit of Greek here for you? Anyone here from Greece? Louise? No? Rachel? Rachel would know this. It says here, the word uh, says, go therefore and make disciples of all the nations. And uh, the word nations there is a Greek word, uh, which is pronounced ethne. Anyone heard that word? Ethne. It's where we get our word uh, ethnos or ethnic or uh, ethnicity. Uh, It's the common language of any particular people group or town. The Bible says here to go therefore and make disciples of all the nations. That's the we're called to go with the common language to the common people as a common person, saying like these Cretans that the Apostle Paul says are liars, uh, evil beasts, uh, uh, you know, gluttons. That uh, you know we're called to go in with the same grace, with the same language into our communities into our ethnos, into our ethnic groups, our, our particular towns or suburbs or where we have to, and, and, and bring them to the house of the Lord. Is that, does that make sense? The Bible says here, go therefore and make disciples. A disciple is basically who we are. Uh, again, uh, you know, so sometimes maybe we need to actually be working on who we are sometimes so we don't create, you know, an, another one of you. Uh, some people, we don't want another people, you know, oh, that guy doesn't, you know, I asked them to do something. No, I can't be, you know, no, but uh, you go there for, who knows that, um, the, uh, we were talking about it last night, that, um, you know, uh, God's always looking for us to, to multiply. Um, there's that verse where it talks about how uh, those who bear fruit, bear much fruit, he prunes, and those who bear no fruit, he chucks into the fire and they burn. And sometimes that's what happens. People that bear no fruit, they're sort of always together and they burn, usually about the wrong things. But so what happens is that we are pr- producing fruit and all of a sudden my arms are going, what happened? Changing us and making us deal with you know, my offenses. And the Bible says that God offends the heart. Why does he offend the heart? He offends the heart to, tr- to test, to test leads to a trust so you know who's ever been there go I'm so offended at that guy why am I offended at that I'm not I don't get offended at because God's always trying to clean stuff out to enlarge stuff in there to uh you know my arms are cut off but why God I did an amazing thing my you know but God's saying I'm in heaven and I want your arm to go from there I want it to go to there and so many of us just go round and round and round the mountain complaining and and ripping people off and doing this when God's saying, hey guys, I kind of, you know, want us all to be blessed and to bear more fruit. And uh, is that, does that make sense? Let's, uh, let's uh, what we might do, could we pray? Could we invite the band up just for one moment? Pretty much nearly done here. But um, I love that. Uh, into all the nations. I love how Jesus says, therefore go and make disciples of all the nations. And it's like we need to go out with our armies and, you know, no. Jesus says, go for make disciples of all the nations, the common language of any particular people group or town. Go there. You know, don't, you want to go on a mission trip, don't go to Africa. Talk to the guy next door. You know, you want, you want to go on a mission trip, don't, don't have to go all the way to, you know, Ethiopia. You know, talk to the, the guy when your kids are running around at soccer saying, hey, I've got somewhere you, you, you can come. It's going to be amazing. And as I was praying this, this message was called God Loves People. But the, the words, the whole city just jumps out at me. It just keeps jumping out at me. And uh, I don't want to get to heaven. And, and God said, well, you did pretty good. 
you know, you did okay. You, you got, you know, a couple of hundred or maybe 300 or 400. But I know that God is a father. And if I was to have four children and there's a fire in my home and we go, well, we've got like two, you know, I don't think there'd be heaps pumped. I don't think it'd be heaps excited. Well, two didn't make it, but two did make it, you know, pretty good, 50%. No, I kind of think that God, you know, God's given us 11 acres and a building and a phenomenal team. Why? To reach a whole city, to reach a whole city. And uh, I, I, I'm excited about tonight. I'm excited about next Sunday. I'm excited about the Sunday after uh, that we are here as, as a beautiful church, a beautiful congregation that, uh, you know, maybe can lay down what we have inside us to be the extended arm to reach an entire city. I don't think God minds who you are or who you're not. Hey, you don't know, I'm, I'm not this and I'm not a worship leader. I'm the, I don't have all these skills, but, but you speak the common language of any particular town or people group. We can be called when, I, when I'm, you know, checking the surf and there's a guy next to me. I go, hey man, you're awesome. How about you come to church? Hey, hey man, you're awesome. You should hang out with us on a Sunday night. You'll love it. You will love this house. You know, uh, you know, I can't go out and talk to, you know, a solicitor about something, but another solicitor talks his language. I can't go out and talk to a, a, a mum about mum stuff, but a, a mum can speak that language. I can't go out and talk to, you know, whoever about stuff, but I can talk to people that I meet in the street about what I do. So my prayer and my message this morning is that Mark chapter 1, verse 32 to 34, when the evening had set, they brought to him all who were sick and those who were demon-possessed. I want the sick and I want the demon-possessed. I don't, want, I don't want the righteous. I do, obviously, but I want those that nobody's spoken to. I, I want the people that nobody knows. We are surrounded by thousands and thousands and thousands of people. And as I go to pray, every time I pray, I can't get past the whole city. God wants the whole city. I, God's, God's not done until we've reached the whole city. God, Andrew, that's just too big. That's just too much. You know, well, when I stand before the Lord and He says, hey, you, you got a couple hundred, you got a thousand, but there's 300,000 that you didn't get, I'm going to go, yeah, you know, oh, yeah, but, you know, you can't get all of them. And he's going to say, says who? Who says? Who taught you to say that? Why, why am I justifying this? Why, why do I justify that excuse when, when people are out there that are hurting and people are out there that are broken and people are out there that, you know, have no hope and people are out there that have no future and they have no you know, they, they, they're, they're nervous about kids. What are my kids going to do? Where, where are they? You know, and here we are praising our amazing God who fills us, the God of hope, who fills us with hope. And we go, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it's tough, isn't it? I don't know. No, I'm telling you that God has called C3 Church Tugra to reach an entire city. Who can believe it? To reach an entire city. I'm telling you, I see it. Um, 
I might just read one more verse and then we might just praise the Lord just for one moment. Um, it says here, if you have, who, who else? Open your Bibles to Psalm 66, verse 4. And uh, it says, All the earth shall worship you thou sh- and sing praises to you. They shall sing praises to your name. It says, verse 5, Come and see the works of God. He is awesome in His doing toward the sons of men. I love that verse. Psalm 66, verse 4 says, All the earth shall worship you. They shall sing praises to you. They shall sing praises to your name. Verse 5, Come and see the works of God. He is awesome in His doing toward the sons of men. I'm telling you, church, that our lives are called to go out and Mark 1, verse 33, to bring people in to the house of God. All these broken, hurting people, to bring them into the house of God. Why? So we might get a, a star on our wall? No. But they, they will know, we will know that where there was no hope, there is now hope. You know, I, I think that's God's heart for a church. I think that's God's heart for a people. Can we just, we're done here, but I just want to pray. Is that okay before we finish? Um, is that going to work? Can we do that? Can we stand just for one moment and, uh, and pray? Um, Lord, this is an incredible church. God, an incredible church. Just an incredible church full of incredible people. God, you have so blessed this house. Lord, you have so blessed this house. God, you have done a, a exceedingly abundantly above in this house. Um, I, I know that, God, you have done a, in, in my life alone, Lord, you have done incredible works. And I love that verse in uh, Luke. It says, nothing's impossible with God. That when you, you have God in your life, it's impossible for God to do nothing with your life. Nothing's impossible for God. Nothing is impossible with God. So if you've got God in your life, it's actually impossible for God to do nothing. Does that make sense? Nothing's impossible with God. Cool, got it. So if I have God in my life, that means it's impossible for God to do nothing with my life. What does God want to do with your life? He wants, to, he wants you to be the outstretched arm. The Bible says in Matthew 28 that all authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptize them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Lord, right now, God, you have called this amazing group, church of people, God. You've anointed us, God, to bring out the lost, to bring out the hurting. God, to, to, not, to not speak a different language, to not speak a holier than thou, I'm so awesome language, but God, a language that says, man, I'm with you. I'm on your side. Come along with me. And Lord, right now, I just pray that... Um, you would give us a Father's heart, Lord, that we wouldn't drive through and just say, whoa, look at those people, they're sinners. God, but our heart would break for people. God, that our heart would break for people. Lord, that our, our eyes, like Paul, the Apostle Paul, in the book of Acts, he had scales that fell from his eyes. And Lord, I pray this, this morning, Lord, that scales would fall from our eyes. Lord, that we would see people. God, we would notice hurting people. Lord, we'd slow our lives down for people. God, we would, we would go the extra mile for people. God, it's not about how, you know, I haven't got time for you. No, 
That's why we're here. Love God and love people. Lord, this morning as a church, Lord, we surrender any of our motives, God, but it's all about you. God, it's about you. And I pray this morning, right here, right now, Lord, I see it. I see the whole city. I see the whole city. I see the whole city. I see buses, hundreds in and going out. I see cars coming in and going out. God, I see hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people coming in. You know, people say, oh, it's not all about the numbers. Well, it is about numbers because numbers are people. If we don't have the numbers, we don't have the people. If we don't have the dads, we don't have the sons. If we don't have the sons, we don't have the the dads. God, I thank you that uh, you've called us. We're agents of hope. God, we're agents of faith. God, we're agents of love called to go out into our high schools, our communities and bring in the lost, to bring in the hurting, to bring in the the tormented, the demon-possessed, Lord. The Bible says that we are seated in Christ. We have an authority far above any principality, power, might, and dominion. God, that You have called us. You've given us the authority. God, we're not searching for it. You've given it to us. You tell us to go and make disciples. You've called us to go out and speak the common language. It's not to, we're called to go out and, and be like a big hug or a big, a big you know, hug towards these hurting people. These Cretans that we spoke about this morning, they get described as evil beasts, lazy gluttons and liars. God, that's who we're calling. God, we want the evil beasts. God, we want the lazy gluttons. Lord, we want the liars. God, that your heart would change hearts. God, that your heart would move hearts. God, that, that you, would, you would give us a compassion. God, you would give us a, 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 an eye to see that it's not about me. Lord, here and now, it's not about me, but it's about whole different generations of families by what we do. Lord, you have put us in this place. You put us in C3 Church, Tiger, and I believe for a mighty, mighty work a mighty, mighty work in your name. Lord, we love you in this house. We hope you enjoyed listening to this message. For more information on what you've just heard or how to visit us, go to c3talgra.org.au. We hope to see you at church soon. Faith to live like Christ for all.